you're struggling to have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. Everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Cure that ass. Cured indeed. I am your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris. Did not think of a nickname, Gossidus. Comic stuff. You should have been, Chris, I will not gain superpowers and try to kill you, Gossidus. <laughs> You I promise. mean, I don't think I can make that promise. Yeah, you can't. I'm glad, glad that you're at least being <laughs> honest about that. Now I got to look both ways before, you know, you know whatever. Petty theft is more my kind of lane. I'm not you gonna... are. You're more of a. You're more of an of a unnoticed inconvenience kind of person. <laughs> the true chaotic neutral of the CBC universe. I'm the spray paint graffiti in your mind, man. Oh my god. <laughs> can't wipe it clean how you doing man doing all right we Uh, made it considering made it well i mean we made it in the sense that time continues to march on another revolution around the sun whether we wanted to or not we're we got it it's it's 2022 it's a lot of twos yeah yeah it is one two 2022 is when we're recording this it's almost like the Spurs' <laughs> entire roster is a lot of twos, man. A lot of, t- <laughs> a lot of twos, not a lot of tens. Uh, <laughs> they lost to a Pistons team that was missing eight of their players due to safety COVID protocol. Wow. And, uh, yeah, they there are literally dudes on that Pistons team that started the game that I've never seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> this is whatever, though. This is a comic book podcast. I'll save that for my my um, hooping with the Spurs podcast coming in twenty late twenty twenty two. I guess I'll wow. try to get that off the ground. No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know, man. I I it is. This is becoming more and more inconsistent. We're we're gonna we're really gonna stay on top of that, guys. In twenty twenty two, we already have another episode planned after this one, so they're gonna be coming fast and furious. Maybe too fast, too furious. Wait, wait. Definitely wait. in Tokyo. Tell me about your father. <laughs> My father. Tell me about your father. <laughs> family. Family. Forever. Family. Family. Okay. So I love how, again, this is going to be our Spider Man No Way Home review for those that are listening. You're like, right. what are these two idiots talking about? I. But here's the thing I just saw the Harry Potter 20th anniversary. Oh shit! Yeah, documentary thing. It's really yeah. good. If you haven't seen it, listeners, and you're at all care about Harry Potter, I love that they minimize J.K. Rowling as much as possible because <laughs> uh, she sucks. And um, yeah, even though she created this really great uh, world or helped create it, uh, they really, real they don't even interview her for the thing at all. Like they use like clips from years ago. Uh, but it still fits, but she's barely in it. Uh, but it's just it. Uh, the reason I bring all this up is that you know, obviously, you see these these actors, these characters kind of come together, 
maybe not for the first time in 20 years, but, you know, for the first time in a long time. And it goes to the entire history of the uh, of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of member berries. But, uh, <laughs> like, I guess Hollywood just has figured out what that's going to work because we're going to talk Spider-Man. And spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, we wanted to give you a little bit of time. But I can literally contain my excitement no further. We're going to talk about it. We're spoiling everything. If you haven't seen it, pause this episode. Go see the movie. Come back. We'll be here. We'll be here for as long as we keep paying for those streaming fees. So, you know, just don't worry about it. Come back after you see the movie. Make sure to save for the credits. There's two things. We're going to talk about that as well. But Chris, oh, before yeah. we get into that, yeah, let's play a little guess. Guess what? Guess and the what? What guess is who? is yeah? Not a guess who. Guess what? Guess uh-huh. what? What if they made a game called Guess What? It's just it's just <laughs> people taking turns about what they're pissed off about. <laughs> like, <laughs> guess what I'm guess what I'm pissed off about right now? That, and then that went, a, that went a less confrontational way than I thought it was going to be. I thought the the guess what box is like you know it has like uh, instruments of death, right? But like made out of foam. Oh okay. yeah. Guess what I'm gonna fucking do to you right now? <laughs> <laughs> wow, very very aggressive. Actually, we just got a we just got a card game called Neanderthal Poetry, I think, and it literally comes with a giant inflatable stick. Oh yeah. Where yes. if you if you break the rules in the game, you get hit with the stick. Like you literally get hit in the face with it, or on the head. It's it's pretty yeah. funny actually. Um, okay, but the guess what? Here for Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, this mm. is as of um, well the tw- the first January first because uh, you know they it's the day the next day when they actually give you the tallies. Yeah. Um, the numbers, so to speak. Worldwide, what is Spider-Man No Way Home at? What do you think? It has been out for 16 days since December 17th. So roughly 16 days, I think. Yeah. Okay, I'm talking worldwide. Don't Google it. No, 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 I'm not. Come on, a little professional integrity. I would never yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't even know why I said it. I... <laughs> uh i think man i'm gonna i'm gonna go big i'm going big what's some smart move 1.75 billy 1.75 yeah bill that's a lot that's a lot it is a lot it is a lot you're that's tres comas you're cut (laughs) how do the doors go um (laughs) man that's for any listener out there i hope someone got that just at least one person please um 1.36 1.36 Oh wow, fuck billion. that damn's a lot of money. But considering we're in the pandemic time, considering we've got Omicron waves hitting left and right. Uh I feel like people just said I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. I've been mostly good for 2 years. I'm going to fucking see this movie. Fuck you all. I'm going to go see it. If I get sick, I get sick. I'm going to see the goddamn movie. I kind of feel like it's at the end of the year. People are not giving a shit anyway about anything. And they're just tired. And I get it. Look, I'm not saying, look, be safe. 
be absolutely we're big proponents of wearing a mask getting vaccinations getting boosted staying informed from reputable news uh sites not like the dailybugle.net yeah. um but at the same time i totally get it people are like what finally a movie that looks like it's going to be amazing better than anything we're even expecting Mm-hmm. It's at I the end of the year. Theater. I'm tired. I'm gonna go. Like I'm gonna go see. It. I think, you know, I don't know if we talked about this off air or not, but I literally think this is the first movie in at least modern history, however long you want to make that range be. It's the first movie ever where people are like, I earned the ability to see this movie. <laughs> people feel like they fucking earned the right to see Spider Man. And then they were like, I'm going to see it because I earned this shit. I've been sitting at home for all my birthdays and stuff. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah. And Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. There is that, uh, that level of kind of like, you know, the usual gatekeeping that you get for movies is just the ticket price. And then, of course, the, the trailers that have gotten to about 15 minutes or 20 minutes in length. Oof, but yeah. And then, you know, then the movie. Then you, you paid your you're fair to see it and now you get it but yeah it, it, this one kind of felt like uh for as as much as like a beloved property as this is there's a lot of like uh, potential energy in that powder keg went to waiting to explode yeah here's a here's an interesting question before we get into like the 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 meat of the film is how much would this movie have made in a non-pandemic <laughs> society like are we talking two billion is that out of the question? I don't think it is. Man, yeah. I guess not. I I, I did not, I guess, uh, a sentiment that my brother and I kind of shared was that uh, I did not know that people were that kind of like uh, nostalgic about Toby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's the fucking, the whoops and the hollers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, no, I think people will be going on their, like the third or the fourth viewing if they haven't already been. Yeah, I just saw it for the third time. Um, that's not going to be my final time by any means. I uh, I just haven't had time to go more often than that. But I want to go see it again, maybe one or two more times this week. I know that sounds insane, but anybody who knows me knows it's very much in line with what I the choices I make with my life. So, um, uh, but also whenever I hear uh, Omicron for the variant, yeah, uh, I always think of Unicron. Oh, absolutely. I always it's, think of Unicron. I me not to. I almost always call it Unicron <laughs> because my brain is just like, yeah, man, Transformers. That's it's the thing from Transformers. <laughs> you know, which kind of like the, the like spoilers for 1986 Transformers, the animated movie, but you know, Unicron was this big bad wave of a thing. But actually, when it came down time, man, the Dinobots went through his eye. He was mm. losing his shit left and right. <laughs> you know, he he wasn't having the best time. And that is kind of like Omicron. Like, it is still obviously a problem, but it's like the weakest of the strains in terms of the symptoms for yeah. people. So it's like people are like, you know, fuck you, dude. I'm going to go see Spider-Man. Like, fuck, fuck your shit. Does that mean the vaccine's the Dinobots? Yeah, I think so. The vaccines are the Dinobots. That makes it way more cooler. It All you idiots who haven't got vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. It's Dinobots. Dinobots, man. Grimlock, me king, me vaccinated. <laughs> me antibodies. <laughs> no one thought they were getting a Grimlock reset on this Spider-Man No Way Home yeah. review. You're Triple welcome. Letters. 
You're welcome. Digging deep in that toy chest. Oh, Fuck dude, me. let's go. I can like Transformers the animated movie. Let's go. <laughs> like when when uh when Bumblebee says, "Oh shit!" Like, like we're not gonna make it. Shit, we're not gonna make it. Um, I just I love that. Uh, anyway, look, we're getting sidetracked again. Uh, that's gonna happen a lot. Oh, I wait, do wait, I, sidetracked. Tracked. <laughs> There you go. It's the goddamn trains, man. The train is the train. Just like the trains that Doctor Strange tried to tried to seal Spidey in, could not do it because he wow. knows math. We're going to talk about that, too, in a minute. Wow. Um, I Look, it's not even done yet. We're only 16 days in. So I think, I literally think $2 billion is not out of the question when oh, we're all sure. said and done. But I'm saying normal, like, let's say this was... The world that saw Infinity War or Endgame, mm-hmm. I think we would be at probably about two billion right now. Yeah, easy. after two weeks, and that's not—I mean, that's crazy, but it's also not. And um, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of that as we go through. But let's go ahead and get started with our first segment as we talk about this film, and that, of course, is Excelsior. Excelsior. Oh. Happy belated birthday to Stan Lee, uh, who without him, literally this would not be possible. We, this movie wouldn't exist. Uh, there are, of course, other people that um, participated in the shaping of Spider-Man. Steve Ditko, um, you know, uh, just so many other people. John Romita, uh, you know, Captain up and Marvel. down. Cap- Captain <laughs> You got something there for me, Peter Parker? <laughs> you got something there for me, Peter Parkers? <laughs> I, I, I'm my name's Peter Parker. I don't, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I got something for you, Captain Marvel. Uh, sorry, Captain Marvel, I just came through this portal. <laughs> no, no, and, no, uh, no, it's the board game now. Guess what? Guess what the fuck I got for you, Captain Marvel? <laughs> wow! Which, which Peter is that? Oh, no. That was a little rough around the edges, man. The blackjack out of nowhere. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Well, yeah, but here's the here's the twist on that. Captain Marvel just winks. Yo, oh, yeah. She's ready. She's ready. Okay. Uh, we already talked about the fact that this movie, if you didn't know, the one point almost one point four billion dollars in two weeks, completely destroyed every other film metric over the last two years even the Uh, bad metric did not stand a chance yes they they went back tried to record another soundtrack for a scott pilgrim sequel (laughs) and they they just got obliterated right in the middle of it it's just too good guys let's go watch it again it's it um yeah yeah to the point of where People are starting to say, oh, the movie theaters are back. I actually don't think they are. Um, I think it's just this thing. I think this thing is its own entity. Mm. Uh, people are going to keep seeing Spider-Man. Everyone, literally everyone I've talked to, even like the the non-sickos um, out there, like just the casuals are like, yeah, I want to see it again. I want to see it a second time. Um, and it's just... You know, we talk a lot about on this podcast about movies, how difficult they are to make. It really is. You have so many hands trying to create a film. And we talk about the idea of, you know, when faced with a decision, do you make the right choice or the wrong choice? 
in how like in Infinity War and Endgame, the thing that makes those films so unique is that they're nearly perfect in the sense that every time they had to make a choice of a million choices, they kept making the right one. Um, so for Excelsior, where we talk about the things we liked about the film, and it can be, you know, the script, the the visuals, the acting, the casting, anything and all of the above. I just want to reiterate that this is a film for me that literally made every right choice possible until the first end credit bumper. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll t- I'm going to talk about that more in Bizarro, but I think that's the best blanket statement I can give, that this film, we talked about it when we were looking at the uh, trailers and stuff, when we were talking about the trailer for mm. Spider-Man No Way Home. I remember saying, look, Sony and Marvel have not promised us Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield in, in any way, shape, or form. They literally have never said that they were going to be in it. Mm-hmm. We've seen in the trailer that, you know, Alfred Molina's in it and Willem Dafoe's in it and Jamie Foxx and so on. And I made the statement that if that's all it is, if it's just Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Peter Parker going against all these other villains from other Spider-Man movies that have been pulled over, they have the ability and the potential to make still the greatest Spider-Man movie and an amazing cinematic experience at that note. But we've come to find out spoilers again. I don't know how you're listening to this. If you haven't seen it, Andrew Garfield is a damn liar. Just like Mr. (laughs) Sunday movies said, he's a liar and Tobey Maguire. They're both in the film and they're not just kind of in the film. They're in the entire third act. (laughs) Um, and the way everything handled was handled for me was so note perfect Um, from kind of the over emotional nature of the Andrew Garfield Peter Parker Mm. you know he was a little more sensitive he was just a little more out there Um, we still of course have the growing pains of the Tom Holland Peter Parker and then we have kind of like the sort of at peace more mellow kind of calm is is understanding that there are always going to be peaks and valleys with being Peter Parker and Spider-Man of the Tobey Maguire Peter Parker Spider-Man it's just Lexapro works great for me and uh, keeps it real on real even keel uh, <laughs> my back hurts uh, that's one of the side effects I don't know if you looked it down <laughs> like it's like it's like on the 19th line of the Lexapro, but it is, it says mid back pain is possible. So, um, but for what, what, okay. I mean, again, I could talk forever. What is, it's your job to try to contain me much like you're the doctor what? strange in this scenario. And I'm no, that no, fucking no, no, spell. No, 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 no. I'm no, the no, spell. No, I call this back, back. I don't know when, like, like five years ago now, uh, <laughs> I, in this situation, am Wong. That's right. Shout out Wong, gang. Like I said, Wong's the smartest person in the room at all times. Wong's he, strong. Like, he's, he's not, he, he, he left. He needs, like, um, he's Rumsfeld. He needs, uh, uh, what's it fucking called? Plausible deniability. He needs right. plausible deniability. Like, he's a sorcerer supreme, and, and he's like, ah, leave me out of this. And yeah. He, he, he yeeted right out of there. He, he has business to attend to. <laughs> so, he dipped right no, no, out. I'm gonna let you ramble on because I mean, this is this is your true to form. This is this is life imitating art at this exactly. point. 
Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but no, seriously, what what is something that really stuck out for you? Um, Man, if it were a beer bottle with whiskey in it, then that would be my sling ring, and I would actually be Wong. Uh, <laughs> my Excelsior thing? Yeah. Um, shit, it's just, man, I'm going to sound like a, a kind of a wet noodle here, but it's the relationship between the three principles, between Ned, MJ, and uh, Peter. Yeah, it's, I don't think that makes you sound like a wet noodle at all. I, again, uh, not to, just saw the Harry Potter thing. Again, if you're a Harry Potter fan, fucking watch it. It's free. It's on HBO Max if you have HBO Max. Um, but well, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, you know what? I thought you yeeted out of this. What are you doing back here with your semantics? Um, but 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 that documentary thing is all about the three principles in Harry Potter and how they kind of grew up together. And I I think you're right to to mention MJ and Ned and how important that relationship is. And it, it literally frames the movie. You know why it's so important? It's because it wasn't something that was in Into the Spider-Verse. I was so right. afraid going into this movie. I thought that Into the Spider-Verse did everything that this, that this movie could do. Better, probably. And that's, what I got, that's kind of when I was like, my fear as the lights kind of dimmed and the movie started. I was like, how's this going to be different? I mean, I wouldn't mind it if it was like a one-to-one kind of remake because Into the Spider-Verse is perfect. But Into the Spider-Verse didn't have the, the, the thing that, you know, makes all storytelling unique. It's like, yes, it's the same story almost, but not told with these characters. These characters are kind of different. These characters are unique. These characters are, you know, they're, they're in their own universe. And they feel that way. They're, they're, they're special to each other. And that kind of what, is what um, it really cemented the, how, like, the, the stakes of this movie. It's, it's like, you know, they really had to kind of, like, uh, we're so invested in these characters and their relationship and that everything else happening is like, you know, of course it's going to up the ante because, you know, it's plot and everything, you know, Doctor Strange holding the universe together, blah, blah, blah. But it's really at the end of the day, do they still get to be friends? And that's what sells that last little bit of the movie. That's what makes it hit so hard is right. that, you know, maybe not. And well, no, and I think the great thing that they did, and this is actually where they they fucked up real bad in the actual comic book with one more day which is a mm. storyline and we will we'll talk about it in a future episode but it's it's a very controversial spider-man storyline um that a lot of people hate and the difference here in this movie like with what you said is that it really is the lesson of even when you win sometimes you still lose yep um and that's not conveyed in the comic at all um, yeah. the way it's done. It's it's real stupid. Like it's it's just kind of dumb the way they do it in the comic. Um you know, no 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 hate on J. Michael Straczynski. Uh, he was also kind of forced to write that storyline. He didn't want to do it. Um but you know, th- I think that's so important. I think it's so important that especially for Peter Parker at this stage in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, for him to learn that sometimes even in winning you still lose and that this that there are situations where it doesn't matter to do the do the right thing is not the easy thing and it's not always gonna make everything better it only makes some things better and i mean that's just a real life thing (laughs) uh but you kind of don't see that a lot in superhero films i thought it was a very grounded um kind of thing to have in the film so i'm really glad you brought that up um 
For me, and this is so you said wet noodle for yourself. I'm going to do one more, and then you can pick one more, and then we'll move on. Go for it. Uh, this is going to seem like the most hack thing I could say. Every fight sequence in this movie was fucking amazing. Oh yeah, like the Doc Ock fight, the first Green Goblin fight in the apartment, even the Electro fight was was pretty interesting visually. Um. And I love that they got away from the stupid blue electro very quickly. Uh, thank you. I love that there was a little bit of dubstep in there at the beginning, too. And I was like, uh, I hate all this. Um, and then they immediately got rid of it. And I was like, yeah, that was the right choice. Thank you. Um, I like how they just kept adding to his like uh, powers and his abilities. Like, I guess one of them was like to adjust your hairline at will. Yeah, adjust your hairline, fix your teeth. Yeah, get that um, nice fresh fade going. Yeah. The shape up. Yeah, well, hey, man, that's you've seen those people on YouTube with like the on TikTok with those like fire combs or whatever, where they're just singeing the hair off or whatever. Have you seen that? They're doing some weird shit. No, yeah, dude, they like (laughs) they like warm up these blades and they like they like singe people's hair off. Which I, you know, like I here's 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 a little behind the curtain. I still can't fucking smell anything, but I can't imagine that smells good. Oh no! Right? No, it smells like, like a drain pipe. Yeah, that's not what you want when you're getting a haircut. Anyway, <laughs> um, every fight sequence is just comic book panel come to life. Like the 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 last sequence when it's the three Spideys versus everyone else, the giant splash page initial oh, yeah. fight sequence. I mean, it's all just, oof, it's so good. It's yeah. so well done. And the thing about John Watts that is, I think, very commendable, and I hope people give him credit for this, you talk so much about um, the relationship between the three principal cast members, MJ, Ned, and Peter, and telling that story, their story, and then telling Spider-Man's action story and being able to do both of those at such a high level is pretty wild yeah um we're gonna do a segment later on called director's chair where we are going to talk about other directors that we thought could have done this film but i gotta say john watts just knocked it out of the park like it's so hard to do both of those things and he, he nails it uh what's one more thing for you that was just banger and real quick with the action sequences fucking green goblin just giving it to peter in the stairwell the part yep. of the condo yep. like fucking it, you know I, I, think, I think i already talked about it but like him slamming him on the ceiling but then directly bringing him down to the fucking batista bomb yep just, got some wrestling Jesus moves in there right fucking brutal what like check himself with yeah well not as the goblin formula right but like here's a fun little trivia fact i learned uh regarding that that well not just that sequence but like all of the the norman uh green goblin stuff and that's that william defoe wore prosthetic teeth not as the green goblin but when he was just normal normal norman osborne he wore prosthetic teeth and then when he was the green goblin norman osborne he had his regular teeth yeah, he did it. He did a reverse thing. Took there. the veneers out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's weird flex, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Also, man, he, he's doing some crazy face stuff. Oh yeah, in the film. The I mean, just 
I don't even know when we're else when you know we're obviously going to keep talking about him later, but like, kudos to Willem Dafoe, just, just going above and beyond, man. Just crushing every scene he's in. <laughs> oh um, man, my second Excelsior thing. Uh, uh, oh, I know. Uh, fucking Peter. Uh, Peter. Peter number one, best in Doctor Strange. Like that. Yeah. Happened. That shouldn't happen. But it, it, it brought it back to like, no, 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 his actual superpower might be just how clever he is. He's like, oh, wait, this is just geometry. That's I, I know that spiral. And he's like, all right, here, 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 there, 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 divide, carry the coefficient, blah, 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 blah. And then he traps Strange in the mirror universe. And yeah. He's like, oh, deuces, later. <laughs> yeah. I love that he immediately brags to his friends, too. <laughs> But it starts out with like him being like a Ashley formed, right? Uh, his Ashley form being projected, and then he's his body's still dodging. Like each time Strange goes to take the cube or whatever, goes yeah, to do he like moves he's, it. He's still dodging, like fucking a. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's 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 so good. Well, and also I think you know, and the funny thing is, you got to remember Peter is still a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And even then, he still was able to best Doctor Strange, a former Sor- Sorcerer Supreme. That just goes oh. to show you, like how powerful Spider-Man really is. Like, yeah, he he's he's definitely like A tier or whatever. I don't know how tiers go, but A tier, S tier, whatever. It's yeah, OC? he's definitely S tier. He's OP. Like, see, Wong wouldn't go ahead and do that shit. Wong would yeah. just sling ring them into another. You know, like, you know, go spend some time in Antarctica real quick. Give me that box. Let me push it. There we go. Job done. <laughs> um all right let's go let's wong hashtag wong strong we know we know we know you're you're hashtag wong strong we all are actually at tcbcu so you guys you guys know hashtag wong strong uh let's move on to what's going to be the shortest segment of all time in any review that we're ever going to do probably just kidding uh let's go into bizarre though look it am our most famous superhero Yes, it be Bizarro number one. I'm real interested to hear your Bizarro on this. Okay, one. I've got I've got one. I do have one. There is one thing about the film where I was like, eh, not the choice I would have made. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Uh, but, mean, um, but um, yeah, so for, for new, any new listeners that we might have, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Uh, you can also leave reviews now on Spotify, by the way. If you guys want to do that, you can do it on Spotify. You can do it on Apple Music. You can do Five it on stars. Five stars, guys, please. You won't. Five stars. You won't. You won't. Please do, though. Um, so Bizarre is where we uh, examine something that we didn't think they did correctly or something that was lacking in some way, and it can be casting, acting, you know, special effects, script, whatever, pacing, whatever you want, plot. Uh, for me, I'm going to go – I'll go first real quick. It's plain and simple. Like I said, the film does this Herculean task of almost just nailing the best choice you could have made in any uh, myriad of choices in every decision made in the film all the way from the beginning to the end until literally the first um, bumper uh, mid-credits sequence. And that's where we see Tom Holland and Danny Rojas from Ted Lasso. Um, he's playing a bartender. I can't remember that actor's name, so sorry. But um, 
We see Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock slash Venom drunk in Mexico um, after he had been teleported over into this universe uh, at the end of Venom 2. They talk about Thanos. They talk about Iron Man, sort of. They talk about Spider-Man. He mentions that he wants to go see Spider-Man or he needs to go see him. And then he gets blipped right back out to his normal universe. Mm. And we then the camera pans down and you see there's a little bit of um, symbiote black goo left over and it moves a little bit. How? How? Oh, no, no, no. Yes, absolutely. This makes zero sense. And this also makes me think this is where Sony was like, we'll let you do whatever you want, but we have to put Venom in here. <laughs> we have to do a Venom thing somehow. That's our movie. Venom is the thing we made. Venom 2. Let there be carnage with carnage. Um, Concarne. Uh, Concarne, right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's the one thing I have a problem with because it doesn't really fucking make any sense. Um, it's the thing that I think is the biggest plot hole in the film. Yeah. Uh, because, it, you know, we were talking about Electro earlier, Max Dillon and his fade, right? His sweet hair. Uh, let me ask you this. If he got a haircut while he was in New York and he got blipped back, does the hair that got cut off his head uh, stay in MCU New York or does it blip back with him? Because that's essentially what happened with Venom. Yeah. But also, he never... Um, how did that stuff come off of him anyway? Nothing was ever cut off of him or right. anything. Is yeah. he just dripping symbiote everywhere all the time? Fucking gross. Like, I mean, gross. Absolutely gross. I mean, I guess uh, if it doesn't interact with anything in a causal kind of like quantum binding way, then I guess it's okay. It'll just be trash. Nobody cares about trash. I mean, it'll impact the environment, but like, you know, uh, uh, it should, right? The hair trimming should vanish. I don't know. Everything should vanish. That should have vanished too. <laughs> let's let's but let's just move beside the fact that like they wasted, you know, Tom Hardy. Um, yeah. But that's fine. The movie was already super long. Like unless you were going to devote another thirty minutes, which hey, I'm here for it. Go ahead and fucking do it. Like I'm fine. You want to put thirty more minutes of 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 narrate of you know story in there and, and and throw Venom and Eddie Brock in there somewhere? Okay. Ugh. But but as to as to how they eventually ultimately used him in this, no, it's it's just not the choice I would have made. It's just better to leave him out. Like don't even bother with it. Yeah. But that makes me think Sony was like, no, we 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 are putting our foot down. You have to put Tom Hardy in here somewhere. <laughs> what what is your Bizarro? Man, uh, I was just trying to think of that right now. Uh, it's pretty good. This movie's like like you said, it's pretty airtight. There's not much to kind of like a, you know, pick and pot. Considering how much it's trying to do, the right. fact that it succeeds pretty much every time is kind of wild. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe I think the whole like, um, you can tell that this is just a, like, uh, it's a product of, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a kid from a divorced family. <laughs> like mom's got him for this amount of time. Dad's got him for this amount of time. He's, he's with Amy. He's with Figs. It, it's, it, I guess like now the major thing that sticks out to me is like there's Doctor Strange kind of fucking off and like all right you guys figure this out I'm I'm gonna go wank upstairs uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go what? cape I'm gonna go have the cape do it 
Okay. Um, oh, okay. It's a little <laughs> different, I guess. He's not the, he's not supreme no more. He, he's just got to get by. Uh, but it, 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 there's that. Like that's the Marvel part over. Now the Sony part gets to play. It's where the characters kind of like get to live a little bit. Uh, but it, it's the real. It's the the thing that hasn't happened before, and that's the the second stinger at the end. The after credits. The 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 fucking full trailer that we get <laughs> for Doctor Strange 2. Uh, what was it? Multiverse of Madness? Multiverse of Madness. We haven't seen a full trailer as a stinger before. And that's yeah. been like, all right, so we got, our, we got our Sony stuff in. Now Marvel, whatever the fuck. You can do your Marvel shit because that's a contract we signed. Um, so I, I don't know. For me, it kind of like broke a little bit of um, – I, I, I guess for stingers, it's kind of a weird thing because the movie's over. Regulation time is done. Um, whatever this is, just the you know the after game interview with the with the press, but it, it's really like somebody just took a dump on the table <laughs> with all the it's fucking Rudy Gobert all over again. Oh no, shutting the league down. That's how we got started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it just it just weirded me out in a way that I shouldn't have been weirded out. Now, is it weird because you know it's a totally different studio and you don't actually kind of treat this film as a part of the MCU, so it felt weird that there was this MCU thing? Or do you, is it just the fact that it was literally a commercial, like a trailer for the film? No, no, it was just a, it was literally a commercial. Like, it's, yeah. usually, it, it's usually a bit of narrative that we were given. It's like a two characters meeting that haven't met before or like some very, you know, bright and big MacGuffin kind of getting revealed for the first time or some shit. But right. um, it, it's not been a... Uh, commercial that weird to me yeah i guess my only my only thought on that is that maybe because dr strange is in this film mm -hmm. they felt like there was that connection so if you like you know like where what's gonna go on with dr strange well here you go like this is literally what's coming next <laughs> uh, but yeah it does feel like i you know it is a little like He's here on the weekends. Here he is the other time, kind of thing. Like with you were over by five minutes. Yeah. Now I got to call the lawyers. Are going to be supervised visits from now on. And, you know, it's not going to be Matt Murdock. Mm -mm. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about that real quick. So I uh, easily could have put this in the Excelsior, but seeing Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock and catching the fucking brick. <laughs> was exquisite and amazing and everyone that saw it when I saw it the first two times which was like back to back um, Thursday, Friday oh I thought cheered. you were like 6pm, 9pm <laughs> I mean I, I th considered that heavily like that wasn't out of the question that's still not out of the question depending on how the rest of the week shakes out um, but everyone cheered Thanks. when Charlie Cox showed up and when he caught the brick, everyone just was like, was so here for it. Well, this is a little quip. I'm a very good lawyer. I'm a very good lawyer. He's a very good lawyer, Chris. Chef, Don't question Chef. his credentials. <laughs> um, so, yeah, where was so bizarre? Yeah, so I think it's interesting, and I think it says a lot about the film, that the two things that we were like, eh, really are kind of barely a part of the film or not really at all. Yeah. <laughs> which was the Doctor Strange trailer, which I'm still very psyched about. Like, I thought, you oh, know, sure. it looks interesting. Yeah. But, um, uh, and then the, the whole Tom Hardy thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess before we move on to everyone, I just want to bring your thoughts about this 
and this might have to be a future episode because this might take way too long to try to untangle on our show right now. But let me just throw this out there for you, okay? So we have Venom, who's not in the MCU, right? right? He's the Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock Venom is not in the MCU because he got brought over and then he got put back. Okay. Yet... In the Morbius trailer, oh, no. there's a sequence where Dr. Michael Morbius scares some, like, thief or robber, or I don't know what he is, some dude, and he scares him, he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Venom. Oh, he's yeah. like, ah, I'm just kidding, I'm Morbius. And, okay, but... In the previous trailer for Morbius, we see the Vulture played by Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's in the MCU. Right. So if Michael Keaton is 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 the Vulture, I guess unless he's not, like that would be weird. But okay, <laughs> let's say that is the Vulture. He's the Condor so, now. <laughs> he's the fucking Birdman. He's <laughs> Birdman. Um what the hell, dude? None of that makes sense then, because yeah. Morbius wouldn't know who was Ven- who Venom was. Venom doesn't exist in the MCU. Oh, fucking good point. Or if he knows who Venom is, then he wouldn't know who the Vulture is. The Vulture wouldn't exist yeah. in that. But here's the other thing: in another trailer for Morbius, one of the the police detectives goes, "We haven't seen something this weird since San Francisco." Oh, right. Which sounds like they're referencing Venom again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he shouldn't... The Vulture should not exist in the Morbius movie, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what they're fucking going to do about that, but leave it to Sony to fuck this whole thing up, is what I'm saying. Because um, they might. Be... They, Feige wouldn't let this happen if it yeah, were just an yeah. MCU thing. No at way. At there, all. There'd be a... There would be a cold body in a in a trunk of a car of an '87 Cutlass. Goddamn! Before something like that happened. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what the fuck I got for you? Guess what? You want to muddle my universe? <laughs> Lead pipe. This is what happens. Uh, so okay, so I think that'll close up our Excel or our, not Excelsior, our Bizarro. And let's go ahead and move on to Hey Everyone. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, Peters. All right, man. So this 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 um, this um segment is usually for what new character or, or, or place that we're introduced to or thing, MacGuffin, what have you, hmm. really, really stuck out in this film. But because oh, this so. film... The film is not structured that way. So what I would propose, let's, for this one time, literally anything that is old is new again. Okay. You can grab somebody in that sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. so someone that we're seeing for the first time in a long time, basically. Yeah. You could even argue it's the first time in the MCU, so they're new in that sense. Who do you pick for Hey Everyone? See, I had a, I had a new new. Okay. You want me to pick an old new? Well, no, no, no. If you've got a new new, then I mean, you, you figured, you unlocked the puzzle, sir. So, what do you got? I mean, 
the uh, rules is written, <laughs> I pick Ned's grandma. Okay. Ned's grandma, of course. <laughs> what did he say? Like, oh yeah, Lola. I think her name's Lola. Lola. It's my Lola. She she mentioned we were you know we had magic running in the family. Uh, and then uh, the, the, she just speaks uh, Filipino Tagalog. Yeah, I think it's she's Filipino. Speaking? She's speaking yeah, Tagalog so. and not giving a fuck. Like she understands English, but she's just speaking. Just so yeah. That Ned can understand. Ned can interpret if he wants to uh, and translate. <laughs> yeah, no, she, Lola is very um, stand up. You got to clean up the shit is what yeah. she told them. Yeah, 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 fucking clean up your mess. Very much the Aunt May in uh, Into the Spider-Verse is like, fucking, I told you to get out. Don't, don't do this in the house. Right. Right. Does this look like a fucking playground to you? <laughs> it's probably what she really said. Um, Guess what? We could I probably do a, it's a bat. We could do a whole segment of, like, what did she really say? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I guess the corollary to that, the new new, uh, would be Ned's Magic. Hey, my boy. It's me. <laughs> it's you. And it's future you is Wong. Does he become Wong? Oh, no. It's the just levels. the life of Chris just cycling through. The levels. Oh, my God, dude. But everybody, like, I've heard, like, so many, like, podcasts, uh, other sources just say, like, oh, is Ned going to be, like, in Strange Academy and shit? But then everybody's like, no, 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 fucking licenses, and it's all tied up, and probably not but <laughs> but maybe cool. maybe i mean they're clearly teasing something he was wearing the cape at one point right but you know who else wears a cape and flies doesn't necessarily have magic but hey man they change stuff in the movies hobgoblin oh shit has a cape and flies so i'm just saying i still think that's on the table I'm, and even Ned though he promised, promised Ned's never gonna kill his best friend you know, sometimes, just like Andrew Garfield, Peter said in Amazing Spider-Man Part One, promises are made to be broken. Oh damn! Oh shit! He just—he doesn't even remember him now. Oh no, dude! I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm here for it. Um, okay, so I mean, I love both of those answers. I was just gonna say again easy super easy like like the apples on the ground i don't even have to reach for it it's literally in my hand somebody put it in my hand that's like that's not like a, how much not of a reach this is guess uh, guess what i got i got some fucking apple yeah it's uh norman osborne's on sabbatical honey <laughs> willem defoe man just just crushing every goddamn second he breathes in this film. He's ah, uh, you know. Uh, we talked. I talked to James uh, James Bosquez, uh, comedian out of Portland, who's been on the show before, a friend of ours, friend of the show. And we were talking about like he was just saying, "Man, what a smart move that was! Yep. Getting Willem Dafoe to come back, fucking take it to eleven, and have this version of Peter, this Tom Holland Peter." deal with that uh have to, up, def- have to be like fucking angry punching he's so good he's so good oh he's so good in this movie and as much as i loved alfred molina in it and everyone else was fine too they were all really good and alfred molina really it does a great job in this film willem dafoe is just on another level just getting punched in the face and laughing about it and and and, and sneering and reminding Peter about the fact that he's partly 
responsible for putting May in it's danger. Your fault. Yeah, just oof, so good. <laughs> I've I've seen a few people online go, okay, yeah, the Green Goblin was fucking awesome. He's really great. He's really good. Um, but he gets his ass handed to him by Peter, Tom Holland, Peter one uh, at the end. And it's like, yeah, dude, he can punch like 10,000 pounds of velocity or whatever. Like if right. he's not holding back his punches, which they allude to many times in the film. Uh, yeah, he's going to, he's going to fucking fuck some people up. <laughs> has, has nobody played Marvel's Capcom too? Like, I guess not. Just a punch will like send you across the screen. Yeah, he's really strong, guys. He's really, really strong. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he considers that Norman killed Aunt May, and so yeah, time to hold back is gone. I I get it. <laughs> how much? Uh, how much were you like? Did you think um, Toby Maguire died? Was gonna die? Oh yeah, when he I, stabbed I him. Body was he fucking got yeah. run through, man. Yeah, I guess I, actually, some of the ribs protected huh? him, or I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's got plot armor, like you wouldn't believe. Uh, what I actually thought was going to happen uh, was like uh, Toby sees that uh, Peter Two sees that Peter One is fucking just wasting Green Goblin, and I thought that he was going to run between them and just take the hits. And it's like, oh, and just get punched yeah, instead. Like, I mean, just to kind of hammer home and, the point until do, until Peter stops. What you do to others, you do to yourself. And oh my god, dude, what? That's what I thought was going to happen. Whoa, galaxy brain! Right? That's a Spider-Man kind of ethos, right? Oh, that's good. I should wow. Goddamn, consider that my what if. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap around. <laughs> we'll get back. We'll one. circle back to it. We'll circle back yeah, to that. Yeah, that we'll sounds really good, dude. Put a pin in. All right. All right. All right. All right. That's really good, though. Uh, but yeah, Willem Dafoe is my, uh, my, my hey, everyone. My, like, he's just so good. I'm so... <laughs> Uh, happy that they went back to that character and that Willem Dafoe just boom he's like an old jacket or something like he just tried it on he's like yep this fits and just fucking went for it really good stuff all right uh in style <laughs> yeah it's members only baby it's green <laughs> um here's another fun little uh trivia fact Willem Dafoe went to the premiere of Spider-Man No Way Home wearing a green face mask Wow. <laughs> what a what a what a guy, man! What a Looney Tune! <laughs> oh, oh, like a like a face covering, like a KN ninety five, or like a full on fucking like a what, which kind of mask? I you know it doesn't say. Halloween I don't. COVID. I don't know. I I I honestly thought it was like a full face mask. Like <laughs> that was my first thought, but maybe it was just like a like a COVID mask. I just want but to either way, recognize me. Here we go. Um, on that note, before we move on, I just want to read this other little tidbit here. According to Zendaya and Tom Holland, Willem Dafoe's portrayal of the Green Goblin in this movie genuinely frightened everyone on set, <laughs> making the characters' reactions to the Goblin's appearance in the actual film all the more real. And normally, normally, I would call bullshit on that. And be like, oh, this is just that thing where they're like, oh, I, I worked with such a wonderful cast and da 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 da. They're the, the most talented people. But I actually believe this. Like, I I absolutely think Willem Dafoe was freaking the fuck out of Jacob and Zendaya and Tom and just giving them the heebie jeebies and the chills. All, I, I, 
I don't doubt it for one second because I don't even know if I can look Willem Dafoe in the eyes. Oh, not for more than like a second and a half. It's like trying to look into the sun. It's yeah. just you just shouldn't do it. You um, should not do it. That just got gave me a picture in my mind. I've seen that. It's on Reddit, so like apocryphal at best, right? But uh, there's this uh, series of photos from behind the scenes of uh, It Chapter Two, where it's uh, fucking Bill Hader talking to Bill Skarsgård, and Bill Skar Bill's all like in a uh, Skarsgård is all in his uh, I guess they're both in costume. Yeah, yeah, they're both in costume. Um, right. But he's like, so like, how did they do that thing with your eye? Was it CG? And Skarsgård's like, oh no, just watch. And he like looks at him, and he, his eye just drifts. <laughs> oh yeah. The image of Bill Hader going, Whoa! <laughs> Yeah, he gets so scared. Yeah. That's how everybody was with fucking Willem Dafoe on set. Oh, I just know it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean I would bet money. I I actually think that's very true. Uh I don't I don't think that's uh <laughs> Um All right, let's go ahead and move on to uh, our what oh no no. no. Our new segment, Director's Chair. Viva Bastard 66 Amazing Adventure. Take one. 79 fucking explosives. Take four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so, I can't believe you found that. that was, that's so good. Nice. Um, all right, so this is a new segment we're trying out. Like I said, we are going to try to rotate in some new segments along with our old faithfuls. And in director's chair, Chris and I each select three directors. We did not uh, talk to each other about it beforehand, so we don't know which each of us picked. If we pick the same one, we'll just kind of talk about it in tandem. Um, and uh, we just kind of... The, the idea is take a, a new director that we know of um, and then what do you think they would have done with the film? Would it have been different? Would they have been a better choice? Uh, or what could they have brought towards to the film that maybe wasn't in it? That's not to say that we don't love the film, because I think it's very obvious that I know I do, and I think Chris likes it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but we're not saying that, like, Tom, uh, John Watts did anything, you know, wrong or anything. This is just, a, a, like, a thought experiment. It's a, yeah, it's a film so, school kind of argument. It's a it's film like, school kind of thing. We're all we're both film school uh, graduates, so you know, let let us be a little uh, nerdy about films. Uh, you know, we're nerdy about comics all the time as well. Uh, Chris, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Who who goes first? You talk first. I talk first. Oh, you go. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, all right. So I already know I'm going to say this name wrong because uh -oh. I cannot pronounce names correctly. But I'll say that it is the director of Blade Runner 2049. Oh, the director man. of Dune, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, you got it. Uh, that's who I'm picking as my first alternate director for Spider-Man No Way Home. What's the vision? And, and here's the thing. I, I don't know what he would do with these characters. We all know that he can handle dealing with a franchise that's decades old. So bringing in a Tom, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man should be something that he can definitely handle. Uh, he showed that in Blade Runner 2049. I'm not even that interested, though, in how he directs the characters or how he might change the dialogue or any of that stuff. I really don't know. I don't know. I'm sure he would do great. I have no thoughts on it. The reason I chose him is for his ability to meld just guttural like to your core sound 
uh, environment soundscapes uh. with his symphonic score and sound effects yeah, and yeah. his tremendous vision as a visual director doing landscapes and just really wide angle shots and stuff like that. Oh, no, so, no, no. You, you know what scene, what sequence he would have killed? Is what the, the fucking, like, uh, when Peter's like, just stops in the condo, like, it's the, it's the midpoint act two, and yeah. uh, where he's just like, something's wrong. And he kind of just walking right. around, and it's right. kind of like, it's, he's, it's a spider sense, right? But can you imagine the yeah. sound cues that, oh that Villanue would have done? It would have, it would, he would have probably stopped breathing. <laughs> uh, as an audience member. So we're going to go through these quickly because we each have three. That's all I'm going to say about that one for the first one. Chris, what do you got? All right. I got an actor. I got an actor. I got a director. Sometimes acts. I got a director who loves all things nerddom. He's he's knee-deep in it. He can't help himself but indulge, overindulge sometimes. Guillermo del Toro. Oh, good choice. What if I didn't pick him? I did not pick him. Let's go. What do you got? I'm talking mostly practical. Okay. I'm talking about we got to feel the fire on our face to know how we're going to react. I'm talking about like everybody's in these weird suits for some reason, even mm-hmm. MJ. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see at least one robot. <laughs> Green Goblin's a robot this time. Uh, the, nice. the scale's all whacked. Uh, it's just. How funny would it have been if the lizard was the robot? Oh, shit! Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just stuck in a van for some of it, right? He is. They, they're they like, we're running out of budget, guys. No, 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 no. We got, you can, you can, you can animate his eyes and that is it. <laughs> running out of money. Oh, no, he would have taken the whole wizard's dungeon scene and just fucking twisted it, man. Oh, my God. All the stuff. Yep. For some reason, under his direction, that scene becomes a 40 minute scene <laughs> where it just slowly is panning through all the shelves and Before, stuff. He's on send. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's man. My number Very one. good. Very good. Oh, yeah. I didn't rank these. I just kind of picked three. But no, if me you, neither. Me neither. This if is you're just fine. Okay. My second oh. one, again. I'm going to explain why. Robert Zemeckis. Wow. All right. Okay. Famous oh, director I, of... I, 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 Dollars and Donuts, I know what you're going to say, but go for it. Back to the Future. Here's the thing. Uh, in an interview yep. after... What was that? Yep. No, 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 no. Just... In an interview after the Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, or maybe he was promoting of that film, uh, Tom Holland mentioned that John Watts had given them a bunch of films to watch, uh, Zendaya and Jacob and Tom. And it was like 16 candles and, um, and breakfast club and, you know, all the better off dead, all those movies. But Tom Holland said one of the movies that John Watts uh, made him watch that really, really stuck with him and helped him inform the character of Peter Parker was Back to the Future and Michael J. Fox's portrayal of Marty McFly. And once you know that, go back and watch... First of all, go back and see this movie because it's amazing. But watch Tom Holland's portrayal of Peter Parker. There is so much Marty McFly in there Mm. in all three films, but especially this one. And so I think if you've got Tom Holland already kind of evoking this very strong Michael J. Fox vibe 
Um, what if you get Robert Zemeckis to direct that energy? Man. Again, I don't know necessarily visually what he would have done here. I think dialogue-wise, it would have been a little more snappy. Not that anything's wrong with the, the right. way the movie is. I think it would have a little more of a rhythm and snappiness to it. Yeah. But I would really love to see Robert Zemeckis direct this Tom Holland with this mindset. I mean, the the first thing that comes to mind for me is a little bit of whimsy, right? I mean, every time like something like of consequence happens in Back to the Future, hear the like like right. a little bit of chime in the background music. Yep. yep. Uh, to kind of keep the I don't know the diegetic kind of like suspense or the like something important is about to happen kind of thing going on. Right. Yeah, it's a little whimsical. Yeah. Not bad. What do you got for your number two? Your oh, two. number two. Uh, I had a split decision in case I needed one, but okay, I guess I don't. Uh, I'm going to go with my first pick for number two. Um... <laughs> oh, boy. Relationships, right? This, uh, to me, I think the most important thing is this, in this movie was relationships and like how sure. people matter to each other. Um, these are kind of like... Uh, I think the scene that works for me the best with this director is like when Peter is like with the teachers again real quick, Hannibal Burris and Oh, I love that scene so much. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes of the film. If Spike Jones were to direct that scene. Oh how weird does it become? Oh my god. Right? Like, oh yeah. So many Peter so many Peters. Peter is being being Peter Parker. Yeah. Not only that, you could you could do it so where he, like he looks at the trophy case and it just slowly zooms <laughs> in on each item yep. for like five seconds of real time. <laughs> All the while, Hamlet Burris is doing a half mean mug. Right, and you just you see like spit spittle kind of coming off of his mouth the in slow motion. Right. Yeah, murderer. <laughs> I I love how. Uh, uh, his teacher, I can't remember his teacher's name in the film, but um, Silicon Valley guy. God, why can't I think of his name? Oh yeah, Martin Starr. Guilfoyle. Martin Starr. Guilfoyle. Oh, that's, Martin that's Starr. Guilfoyle. That's the other. One. So, okay. So anyway, he's like, he's like, don't listen to him. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Uh, I love that the principal and the teacher are so excited though. Or no, I guess it wasn't. It was the coach, right? It was yeah, the other it's coach. coach. Was what was move? Was he the vice principal? Was he a principal? No, no, he was just a coach. I, I thought Hamble was a coach. Hamble's also a coach. Oh. I think they're both coaches. Two coaches. There's that two coaches. Yeah, that, that happens. Yeah, there's lots of coaches in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's just, I mean, the... <laughs> Yo, what, what clued me in for this pick was, like, movie fucking opens up with Zimbra playing from Talking Heads. Talk about yes. fucking cut. My God. Like, how do you nice. get more New York than that? You want to you want to tell a New York story? Fucking get Spike Jones to tell that story. That's true. That is true. He would make the city a character in the film, mm-hmm. um, which would be great. Uh, yeah, Brian. So I, uh, Brian, Brian, and I went and saw the the film the other day, and right off the bat, he was like, "Oh my god, Talking Heads!" He was like, "So in," because <laughs> he, he loves the Talking Heads. And he was just immediately like, "Oh, this is gonna be the best movie ever!" Like he was so excited. Um. <laughs> Um, but uh, okay, my third one. Yeah, and again, this one. Um, I just want to see, kind of visually, what he would do here. Um, especially for the Aunt May dying scene, and then mm. the you know Peter dealing with that. Yeah, really. Talk David about David Fincher. 
Oh shit. Oh no. Oh my god. Like like oh man, like as hard as that scene wait, wait, like wait, 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 hurts. No 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 back the fun bus up. You want it to be worse? Like it's already pretty bad. That's what I'm saying. Like I want people to be so sad they're thinking about just leaving. <laughs> like you know I mean leaving the I mean leaving. Like, yeah. Leaving. <laughs> No, oh, but no, I just I, I love David Fincher. I think he's so good at telling stories. Um, I think it would cut like to a bloody hand, and then a quick cut back to her face, and a quick cut like to his face, and just like lingering on her breath, and like very close and tight and uncomfortable. Oh man, yeah, that's a good pick. Holy, <laughs> thank you. What's your third one? No, 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 no. You can't put Fincher in there without some Trent Reznor. What song is playing in the background? Oh, okay. Um, Hurt. <laughs> not becoming oh it's totally becoming for me <laughs> okay 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 you're talking about when aunt may dies yeah yeah it's, it's okay just fucking becoming something different like he's replacing oh okay that's like, good that's history. good no that's good yeah a little bit of a nine inch nails digression uh oh you're gonna hate my third pick oh i don't know if you're ready are you ready probably, I, I don't think you're ready you know what i'm, I'm locked in <laughs> this cast has so many characters. This cast has multiple of the same character. Where have we seen yes. that before? We have not seen that in film. We need to expand our scope. We need to go deeper. We need to go darker. We need to go stranger. We need to go to Hideo Kojima. Oh. Oh. I don't actually, I don't hate that. But. What good are ladders when Spidey can just swing around <laughs> the city? He doesn't need ladders. I'm talking Metal Gear Solid 5 at this point. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. times, time loops within time loops within people interacting that shouldn't really interact, but they don't know who they are. And, and like one person is like not who you thought they were all along. And one person is like brainwashed himself to believe that person was the original person to begin with. Spoilers, by the way, from Metal Solid 5. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is a complex story. <laughs> you want to get a weird mind to interpret it and get an equally weird product? Fucking Kojima, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would be that would be really wild. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I I don't even know what he would do. <laughs> like I almost I almost wish he could have done the Mysterio film. Oh yeah, that would be good. Because I think I think he really would have, uh, really would have done something there. Okay, well, so that's our director's chair again. Uh, John Watts did a fantastic job with the film. This is no way us saying that other people could have done better. We just think they could have added something different. And if let us know what you guys think uh, about our choices, and feel free to comment with some of your favorite choices for director of Spider-Man No Way Home. Alright, man. <laughs> uh, let's go to the last uh, segment, which is What If? Oh, that's so good. I always just picture him, like, really dancing with his hips. Whoa. Getting a lot of hip movement. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of swinging hips not, uh, not uh, like what if 30 milli rock not, not none of that 
I mean, you could. You Mac could. I, you look, <laughs> let's More um. Cuvassier. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, man, you froze me in time right there. I don't, I don't know what to, uh, what to say. Let's go back to the thing you were talking about. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Oh, yeah. Let me go ahead and start with my what if. What if the thing I said 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so what if instead of In the big climatic just... fight when. Peter number one is just digging into Green Goblin and just fucking just swinging for the fences now. He's gonna fucking take this guy's head off. Yeah. Peter number two, Toby, sees it, sees the mistake he's making, and steps in between not to catch him with the shield that or with the uh, the glider the glider that he's gonna stab him with, but to just take the punches. Just, just take the punches, get get fucking decimated, just get fucking wailed on. And Peter, just, Peter number one starts hitting him, hitting him, doesn't really know it's a different person for a second, and then kind of just blinks and blinks and starts crying, and then kind of like there's this <laughs> unsaid realization that as a, as a punch is slow, what you do to others, you do to yourself. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> get this man... Where's the... I need the Black Panther meme. Get this man a contract. <laughs> and I'm officially uh, going to announce myself as your agent. I don't know if you know that, but we do now. Are, are you claiming percent. life? Yeah, okay. Wow. Life percent. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, fair. Copyright. Uh, Copyright. Yeah, man. Fikes. Dude. Oh, that's so good. Right. That's so. I mean, by the way, I don't. I, was, I don't know. I think I did tell you this. Did I tell you that a bunch of our listeners are in California? You told me that. <laughs> There's so many in California. Granted, California is a big state, and I get it. But we know who it is. Yep. We know. We're not mad at you, Kevin. We're not mad, just, but just bring us on board. Like, just bring yeah. us to the sets. Cut us off. A That's all we want. Light percent. Just let let us hit that craft services. <laughs> what's, you, what's crafty like though? <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, that's so good though. Yeah, I I literally don't have an idea that where I can make an improvement on the film. I think that's a legitimate, real improvement. I don't say that lightly. That is tremendous. I mean, good job. Yeah, no, it it, it I, I was already kind of like. As hyped as I was for that to happen is like when uh, like Ned opens up the portal for the first play and you're like, oh, that's definitely not Peter One. And like you know, that's like, oh shit, it's happening, it's happening. That's kind of like how I felt in that moment watching it for the first time. I was like, oh fuck, are they gonna do this? Like, right. uh, that, that, maybe that's like um, that would be too much. That might, that might have been too much for people. But I think it. I think it little a little bit. Yes, I think I, I, that's definitely within Spidey though. Oh, it fits. It fits everything. It fits, you know, Peter trying to ultimately help himself, mm -hmm. right? Um, which, which is also something he's never good at doing, and that that Toby Maguire Peter was never good at doing. Yeah. Um, it it, it wouldn't have tested well. It, it, <laughs> critics would. Well, no, I, I get. I know. I think it would have been more divisive than what we got yeah. for sure. I think the thing they did is safer. Ultimately, I think the thing you said is more impactful. I really do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think it would be more divisive, though. I think there's a good chunk of people that'd be like, "No, <laughs> don't want to see Spider-Man punching Spider-Man like that." 
Especially without a mask on? Nope. <laughs> and Toby's weird-ass face getting punched? Nope. His eyes look weird enough, man. Where are his lips? You know, like... they. Yeah. See, I, I have know, that I, scene. I have, the, I, I have how that scene ends. I don't have the button. I don't have, you know, how does this re- resolve? Does, like, Peter 3 come in and there's everybody just hug it out and, like, Dr. Ock and all the villains come and hug it out then after that? Uh, does Ned say something funny? I don't have that part. I, I get you to the mountain right. and I push you off. I don't save you. <laughs> I don't have that next yeah. part. There's, you didn't give you the par- they you didn't give them the parachute. Right. You just, um, yeah. Uh, for my what if, I um, I literally, I don't know. My what if, my what if is I, I, kind of the thing I alluded to earlier. What if this had been released during a normal, uh, well, and I don't even know what normal is anymore, but like pre twenty twenty. Um, fucking hell, just. The world's changed so much. It's it's like, I mean, I'm. It's definitely the film we all needed, and I know that sounds silly coming from me because I'm the most biased person you could literally <laughs> talk to about this film, and I totally own that. You're like you're like Wycliffe in the studio with Dylan. You're too close, man. Yeah, too close. Or I'm like Starbuck in the studio with Cylon. Too close. Oh, okay. Oh. Wow, Battlestar Galactica? What's that? Well, I see. It's mostly just a. It's like a like I was doing like a British thing because Cylon and Dylon. Oh, okay. All right. I'm... <laughs> I'm not mad. It's not great. You don't have to be happy about it. <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, this is the film we needed this year, and I'm so happy. That it's able to bring literal generations of fans together. Um, and the thing we haven't really talked about, we haven't talked a lot about Andrew Garfield, so I'll, I'll, I'll mention him here. Mm. He does such a great job um, of redeeming where his Peter got left off. Because uh, that second Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man movie, is not good. Um, <laughs> it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough, uh, which is it is it's fine. It happens, uh, but you know I think what this proves is that definitely wasn't Andrew Garfield's fault. Yeah. Um, I like that they gave him a real emotional kind of tinge to his character. He was far more sensitive than the other two. He tells everyone before they go off to to do the awesome fight sequence that you know I love you guys, <laughs> and they both go uh, yeah thank you. <laughs> um, my favorite scene in the whole film and it's not close like nothing else is close to it and this film is fantastic but my favorite scene and the scene that hits me hardest every single time and I think you know what it is because you constantly haunt me with this damn thing is when Peter number three Andrew Garfield saves MJ and asks if she's okay and she says yes and then she asks if he's okay because he's having a moment yeah that gets me every time Man. like my eyes water my whole face kind of like does this real unattractive thing <laughs> and uh i'm like i don't know if tears have shooken loose yet i I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about it, so, I mean, maybe they have. <laughs> that, which is totally fine. I'm saying it's probably going to happen if it hasn't happened yet. Right. It's a um, hell of a magic trick, though. You're right. It's because that, that happened in a different universe. 
that requires a certain level of knowledge on the part of the audience. But right. everybody knows that these are Spider-Man movies. Of course we've seen them. And that right. it pays off like this, here and now, that's kind of, that's different. And not only that, it goes back to, to what I've always said about the Amazing Spider-Man films that really pisses me off the most. Because they could have done this. They could have let the pain settle in real time mm-hmm. with Gwen's death. And they, they didn't. They fucking cheesed out of it. Kind of montaged, right? Yeah. Yes. I, I'm not even going to... This I'm, movie's too good. I'm going to be happy about this movie. I'm not going to start thinking about Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man too. Um, but here's what happens. When you have real time from Amazing Spider-Man 2 to now, those five, six, seven years, however long it's been, and everyone remembers that happening and, and we've all kind of moved on, but now we're right back in the moment when she died in his pain, it hits us so realistically mm-hmm. like it because it's it's real time is past. i think that's part of the trick and that's the thing you can't rush that right it's it's so much better because it's genuine because the time really did pass you, you know um, but yeah dark place like he, what he talks about like what he's been through like, yeah, like he stopped pulling his punches. Yeah. Uh, that he got bitter. That he got angry, rageful. I think is what he says. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey man, is it just did I write this? What is happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone's like, no, he seems so pleasant on the on the podcast. He's he's so joyful. Oh, you um, guys have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh wait till we get that Patreon. Wait till we get that Patreon going. <laughs> um, but guess, guess what? Guess what I got for you. <laughs> Y'all think that's Chris talking. <laughs> it's not. Um, um, so now there's there's talks about uh, Garfield's people reaching out to Sony and, and Marvel and Disney and seeing what might be able to happen kind of moving forward. That he really... The, the, what, I've, what I've seen, what the rumor is that he really wants to play you know, Peter Parker, not, not, not the MCU, Peter Parker, not, he's not trying to take Tom Holland's thing or anything like that. He's not trying to drink his milkshake? Um, right. He's, I don't think so. I don't think he's trying to drink that milkshake. Maybe he is, though. I don't know. But, but he wants to do, here. I don't know. He wants to do his own thing, and they're even talk. I think the thing that he's pitching is what if they make um, the Tom Hardy Venom be in his Spider-Man's universe? Oh... Oh, which I think would be kind of perfect. Oh shit, son! Closed loop. Yeah. <sighs> I like it. I like that idea. If they get if they get the right director and a and a good script, we know Andrew Garfield can do the role. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not. He's not the problem. Yeah. So true believers, have you seen Never Let Me Go? This man can act. He's a really good actor. Hell, he's really good in the uh, the Social Network. Oh yeah, <clears throat> he, he's really good in just about everything he does. To be honest, I haven't seen it yet, but apparently he's really good in Tick Tick Boom, which mm-hmm. was a new uh, movie that came out musical on uh, I think Netflix. But yeah, uh, then the other thing is somehow trying to incorporate Emma Stone as Gwen and then making her Spider Gwen. Um, somewhere down the line. I don't know how they're going to do that. Again, I'm always super concerned when it's Sony 
kind of dictating everything. Um, because I just, unless I, unless, um, Lloyd and Miller are doing it, oh, like with yeah. the Spider-Verse stuff, I just don't trust Sony that well because they let a lot of stupid shit happen. <laughs> uh, they were the ones that let the international trailer go out that has the lizard getting punched, even though they removed the other two Spider-Men oh. in the trailer. You still get, you still see the lizard's face get kind of like punched a little and people are like, what is that? Did they take out the other Spider-Man? Yeah, because Sony's obnoxious and they don't pay attention to shit the way they should. Kevin Feige is a robot who has been put on this earth to make sure no mistakes happen <laughs> in the MCU. Um, which is crazy. I mean, he's a genius. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Um, anything else you want to talk about in the film that, that doesn't necessarily fit in one of our segments before we wrap it up? Hmm. Uh Oh wait, what's your what? Oh, you we were talking about your what? Yeah. Your your yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, nah, I think. Hmm. No, I. I don't know contracts and like some questions about characters. Uh, it's kind of funny how like both the main protagonists of Sideways are now in Spider-Man movies. <laughs> that, that oh right. A long time ago, like the, with the Rhino. Uh, it's just something that that oh. Because I saw it at the draft house, um, you know they, did, they always do a good job of like putting a like a catch you up kind of quick. Oh, that little like they're little like yeah they're little. I didn't I haven't seen that yet. That's oh, another reason why I want to go see it's it. Again. How did you watch it the first time? Was it in a nice kind of recliner theater? Yes, I saw it at the Galaxy. The former Gal- Rialto that was formerly the Galaxy is now the Galaxy once again. <laughs> Uh, it's been completely renovated. Looks wonderful. They have a really nice arcade uh, in there as well. Bar. They have a bar. It's it's nice. Um, all the seats recline. They're very uh, big, um, you know. So you you can actually get some decent distance from people too, which is great. Um, still have the mask on, of course. Yeah. But um, saw it at Santico's, but I did want to. I, we did see it at the Draft House. Uh, the following day but I we I think I just missed that little like documentary oh, right. thing that catches you up I think I, I we did get to see some prior to the movie starting things but not that so I need to go back and see it again and then the third time uh, Galaxy again yeah so what about you uh, I just seen the ones I saw it at uh, Draft House Park North The Usual Haunt yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, so let me ask you this: yeah. uh, um, Did you want to see it again? Is it the fact that it's you know safety concerns at this point, um, or is it are you just comfortable with having seen it the once theatrically and are just looking forward to it coming out um, to you know home video and, and <laughs> heavy <streaming>? syndication on TNT? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I kind of do want to see it again in theaters just because uh, the first time I saw it. I had a king nerd in front of me who talked through the whole goddamn thing. Oh I, no, that yeah. that person. Yeah, he was like, "Okay, thanks, Jeff Goldblum." When like the stop talking and put away your phone. Oh, and, that person. Yeah, that, yeah. That king nerd. That yeah, king nerd. Gotta let everybody know how cool he is. Eugene, his name's Eugene. 
Oh no, fucking Eugene! <laughs> Thanks, Jeff Goldblum. He, he's he's not even like top tier level because he went to take a piss midway through. Like I toughed it out. I was in the seat. I kept my mouth shut. I watched the movie. I didn't leave. Yeah. I risked a bad bladder infection to watch Spider Man. I I have risked so many bladder infections for <laughs> Spider Man. Hell, I might have gotten a bladder infection for Spider-Man at one point. We don't know. I don't know. There's a lot going on in this body. So. Um, yeah, I, I need to see it again in theaters. What a great experience, though. I, I cannot recommend... A mo- I really loved Dune. I really liked Dune a lot yeah. this year. And we're going to do our Powies uh, award show in the next episode. Uh, we'll have various categories. We'll look back on 2021 and cling on to the small amount of joy that these films give us uh, while we try to not suffocate under the weight and pressure of the existing world that we live in. Uh, (laughs) Oops. Um, But yeah, no, we'll have the Bowie's episode soon. Uh, We're going to do a look back on 2021. We'll do a lot of other stuff very, very soon. I, I... you know, I made a proclamation that I will see this film ten times. I've obviously I've only seen it three times so far. I plan on seeing it at least two more times in the theater. I hope to see it more than that, to be honest. I saw it for the third time just a, a day or two ago. In not one second was I not captivated by the film. Not one second where I was bored or I was like, oh, I just want to get to this scene or whatever. Uh, which happens, you know, I think I saw Black Panther like four times. And by the fourth time, I was like, OK, I'm just ready for the hits. Like, <laughs> I want to see the there are certain scenes I want to see. But Spider-Man is literally just from the very first second on. I'm like, I'm so in. And I know, again, everyone who's listening. Yeah. Marvel fanboy, Spider-Man fanboy. Right. Yes. I'm absolutely the last person you should listen to in terms of like an objective opinion. <laughs> But I can honestly tell you that I have lived with this character in a way that a lot of that most people probably haven't. The first thing I ever read out loud was an Amazing Spider-Man comic when I was three years old. Damn! Like Spidey has always been there. Peter Parker has literal foundation to my to my person. (laughs) It really is. Now whether that's sad or crazy or whatever, I mean, look, that's fine. Like I get it. But I'm just saying, if this movie can meet every expectation and exceed literally every expectation I had for the film, if you have not seen it, you should go see it. It is a an amazing experience. It's an achievement in what it accomplishes. And it relies, you know, we, we've talked about it and, and we've even dogged on things that like are a little too nostalgic and, and rely on nostalgia for their allure. But this franchise, Spider-Man as a cinematic franchise, you know, has real roots that date back 20 years or so. And to see it all culminate in something that can be enjoyed by everyone who experienced those films is a true achievement. So, uh, I mean, I think that's all I have to say about it. I cannot give a higher recommendation to go see the film. Mm. Go see the film. If you've seen it, go see it again. It's, it's let your brain turn off and just enjoy this world for two and a half hours. 
Um, yeah. Okay. And I think I guess I'll just stop talking about Spider-Man there because <laughs> I could literally go another hour easily. Um, but uh, yeah, let me ask you this, Chris, before we go. Yep. Uh, quick, quick, just what did you think about this? Matt Murdock tells Peter that he's clear. But he says that Happy could be in trouble, and he keeps telling Happy to get a lawyer. Oh, yeah. And so, first of all, I'm like, Matt, what are you doing? Why don't you just represent Happy? Like, why can't you do it? You just said you were a very good lawyer. You're about to say you're a very good lawyer. Um, but do you think that him saying that to Happy is a tie-in to She-Hulk oh. and Happy being in She-Hulk, maybe? It's got to be, right? Yeah. It's, right. It has to I be. mean, who else is a lawyer besides Foggy in MCU? <laughs> right. And, and I mean, it, it's that. And I also think that Matt's like, listen, you're, like, indicted so much more than he is. Like, you were right. close. You were the you were the major domo, man. I can't fucking represent you. I'm going to lose that one for sure. Right. It's going to screw up my statistics. Yeah. This kid's That's a minor. Nice. He's fine. <laughs> I think you have a good point there. Um, with that, oh, oh, okay. Here you go. One more thing before you say, and we'll definitely talk about this in a future episode. But let me say this: if you have the option of seeing Spider-Man: No Way Home a second or third or fourth time, or seeing Matrix Resurrections a first time, ooh, see Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll leave it. I think I'll leave it on that one. Just piss off all the Matrix fans. But you'll miss out on Kujaku. I love the first. (laughs) All right. uh, You know what? We should come up with a new tagline. I know I always say, well, I'll still do, of course, uh, with that, the Fortress of Potitude is close. We have to give DC some kind of love here. But instead of, uh, instead of, uh, you know, I love you 3000, uh, let's see. How about, uh, how about, uh, well, I'm something of a comic fan myself. Oh damn, son! Oh no, I was gonna go. I was gonna go to foe too. Uh, it's me. Like, uh, remember, this is your fault. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, I don't know. That's really funny. I was trying to go for something like nice. No, 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 no. But... I think it's the one too. It's the one too. You get him with the. It's both. You get him nice, and I get him low. Yeah, there we go. I like that. All right, we'll de- we'll we'll do that'll be it moving forward for 2022. Y'all stay safe out there. Go see Spider-Man. Enjoy it. You earned it. Just like I said earlier, we all earned it. Enjoy, stay safe. We'll catch you very very soon with our end of year and Powies episode. Take care everybody. Mm-hmm.